Mansfield 103.2, the home of great music. You're listening to our weekly discussion show, getting to the heart of issues across the community. Joining regulars Peter Jones and Sid Pepper this week from Let's Drive Pro in Mansfield, it's Mark Jones as 103.2 taking to the wheel. Will it help drivers in the long run with learners being allowed on the motorways? How critical is the theory test and can our panellists answer the common questions? And is there such a thing as a modern way of driving? All points for discussion as 103.2 taking to the wheel. Here's your host, Tony Delahunty. Listening to Mansfield 103.2, points two and points two this week. Points at driving, bad weather, young drivers driving and uh, using a mobile phone, the penalty that can come to young drivers that just passed the test, and driving ability in general. And we're very lucky to have in the studio a driving instructor. He's the owner of Let's Drive Pro. Uh, and his name is Mark Jones, who's obviously a, a driving instructor too. Uh, welcome to Mansfield 103.2. Yeah, thank you. Did you drive in? Um, I did this morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know that conditions are a little bit better than they were in the last few days. Um, just significantly better, I think, is the way to describe it. Yeah, well, uh, one of the delightful things, uh, dear listener, that you're going to have in this program is we're going to retest Sydney Pepper. And uh, our, our former Detective Chief Inspector, Peter Jones, we're going to retest them on driving skills in the studio. Is that, is that all right? First of all, let's find out how they did when they first did this. Sid, how many times do you take your test? Once. How many times do you need to take a test? Well, you got it once. How old were you when you got it? 29? <laughs> You've been driving for years. <laughs> I was 17 and four days, I think. So you were in a very early test. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have... Uh, all the other nonsense, it was just a driving test in those days. What do you mean nonsense? Is that All this theory malarkey. But that, uh, There's something wrong with it. Well, we'll see how you get on with the theory malarkey a little bit later on. Let's go to Peter Jones. Peter, uh, be, be honest, uh, you didn't get it first time, surely? I did, yes. I had six, oh. I had six driving lessons uh, and I passed it. But bearing in mind, I'd, I lived out in the country. I've been, I'd been driving tractors since I was 13, tractors and two-wheel trailer and four-wheel trailers. Uh, uh, on on farmland. On farm. Well, I think I was allowed to drive up to six miles on road uh, if it was an agricultural vehicle in those days. Good lord! Although I didn't go very far on the road. Uh, but well, there's so, nobody in the studio other than me that old, and I never lived in the farming <laughs> community, so I don't know. And Mark Jones on radio is uh, is shaking his head as if to say, "I don't know." Absolutely and you, no and idea. You, Tony, you didn't have to do a test, did you? I did. <laughs> I did a test, and I actually, would you believe, passed first time. But uh, there's a, there's a story behind that as well, so we'll we'll leave that where it is. But yeah, you you eventually took your test, got it first time. I did, yes. And again, didn't have to do any of the theory. Exactly. Yeah, all I had to do was show that I could drive. But I'd also been driving a thirty-foot Arctic on a uh, on a building site over in at, at Immingham. So, you know, legally, yes, yeah, because I didn't need to have a driving license, did it, to drive uh, on a building site? Did you hit anything? No, no, and it was uh, it was quite an experience. But uh, because I'd been driving tractors and trailers, driving a thirty-foot Arctic wasn't a problem for How me. How old were you then? Uh, 18, 17, 18. All oh, right, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, I was too young to drive it on the road. All right, let's uh, get to, let's get to back 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 to Mark. Mark, the the rules are just changing again, aren't they? There, there are new things being brought in and things that are being taken out, aren't they? Yeah, in December they changed the driving test, and they um, they removed some of the older manoeuvres. So the three point turn or turning the road at it now being called. They got rid of that. Three-point turn's gone. Three-point turn's gone. Yeah. I, I didn't even have to listen to letterbox when I first tried to do that with a driving instructor. Letterbox had a little sort of grey mark on it. Yeah. See, that's gone. That's gone. What about reversing round the corner? Another futile thing that you're not supposed to do, really. That's gone. Yeah, because that could be... It could be seen as illegal before. If you reverse around the corner, and, but because you can't see properly, and somebody bumps into you. Um, yeah, you you obviously you're supposed to reverse into a side street rather than out of a side street, which right. was the thing. Well, they've got rid of that, but they've they've updated the test. I personally think it's much better. 
you've it's all about parking there's still control and they've obviously introduced it following a sat nav all right let's suppose somebody's listening there mum dad or, the, or a child or, or whatever and they're going to go and do their driving test what's the formulation of what you have to do now start right from the beginning you, you've got to do a, a written thing first they do a theory test um which is uh you get, you're allowed 58 minutes to do 50 questions. Right. And then you've got a hazard perception test at the same time, which is 14 video clips, and you have to spot the hazards by clicking the mouse to say that. So do you do this as an individual, or do you do this in a bunch of people doing as it? As an individual. So you go into a room and... You go into a room and you sit at a computer, and it's completely oh, blocked wow. off so you can't see other people. And you have to what, what percentage do you have to get right? You have to get 43 out of 50 on the theory, and you have to get 44 out of 75 on the uh, hazard perception. Now, this hazard perception, this sounds interesting to me. This is what it's really all about, because that's what you miss when you have just ordinary lessons. So how long has that been in play? Um, well, I've been a, an instructor for just over 10 years, and it's been in place... Well, I'm quick to pick up on this, aren't I? <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> quick to pick up. We have a, we, but we have an expert in the studio. Um, no, it's not Peter Jones. It's Craig Priest, our producer. Um, can you uh, just side your way over to the, the... Park yourself by the microphone. Very good. Very yeah, good. OK, fine. Um, you became, I have to say, <coughs> those of you who think this is just discriminative, it was, um, in, inside this building, uh, you got a lot of stick, didn't you, uh, over the uh, your... your um, attempt. Uh, brackets S attempts to, to, to pass your driving test how many times did you do the theory test the driving test wasn't a problem Let's no, just get no we didn't ask you that time. we asked the theory test how many times five times I took my theory test passed it on the fifth time yeah and you, but you if I remember rightly in the ribbing that you got <laughs> seemed to be getting worse on the theory test from from the first to the second to the third was that right yeah I mean it, it's very weird how it works out because obviously you, as Mark says you, you do the, the general theory then you do the hazard perception so on the first two times I didn't get enough on the actual theory but passed the hazard perception the third time round I passed the theory bit and then failed the hazard perception then the fourth time the fourth time round I was one mark out on each let's go back to Mark Mark very quickly um, how many times can you take this test eventually can they turn around and say you're a no oper you're never going to be allowed on the street uh, as far as I'm aware you can take it as many times as you pay for it okay Peter well, it, it was one of those things that uh, around about 2000, I thought I might actually try and get a motorcycle licence. Uh, and uh, so I went and, and did one of the courses. But the first thing is actually to do this test. Uh, and I failed it. I failed the uh, the perception test. And when I left, one of the uh, people who were there, one of the women there, she said, the problem is you are seeing the mistakes too soon and you're pressing the buzzer too soon. She said, we, you've got to bear in mind that these people who we're testing haven't driven before so she said your perception is greater than we allow for so she says you've got to allow for for that to to, to change uh, and so when i did it again there was no problem yeah. uh, but 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 that was the problem she identified because i was a driver i was seeing these these potential dangers before the machine uh, was able to record it so your sister was very nice to you was she <laughs> uh, back to to, to craig craig then you took the, the real thing, the you know, the out there, the reality, the actual test. How many times? Once. Passed it first time. But, and this is, this is a, a key thing, had I done it after the changes, I would have failed it because the manoeuvre I got on my test was the turning the road, and that was the, that was the easiest manoeuvre for me. I got that early on, and I knew from then I was going to be fine. Got four, four driving faults, and that was it. Sid it said to me, you know, Sid said to me before, it's because it took you so long to pass the theory test. You had <laughs> more driving lessons than anyone else in captivity, didn't you, Sid? I mean, was that, were you being a bit unkind there, Sid? Um, no, no, it's tough for some people, and I accept that particularly the theory side so on the practical side as i call it you did very very well uh, the theory has to be where it is i'm sorry i'm 20 years out of date on the awareness one or hazard because that is a really good thing and if people are prepared more then that's got to be helpful because i'm still concerned that you know when i passed that i was talking earlier on there are three there were three motoring clubs in, in and around mansfield so i was doing auto tests and really got into my driving to understand how to handle a car 
and uh, I had a thoroughly good time. I had a competitions licence and, and everything. I really enjoyed my, my cars. I just feel sorry for the kids now. I know there's a lot of trouble because they meet on supermarket car parks and stuff. And I just find, you know, why don't they find somewhere off the road and, and enjoy their car ownership, which they've been perfect entitlement to do. OK, we're going to talk more about this in just a moment, and we're going to be talking about things like if you've just passed your test and in the next six months you choose to use your mobile phone, well, at the wheel, <laughs> you haven't passed your test. Well, you had passed your test. Your test's taken off you again, and I think you've got to sit... Have you got to sit a test again? I think you have. I, that's right, yeah, Mark. Yeah, in the first two years, if you accrue six points or more, they take your licence, and you even have to repay for your provisional. Well, Andy, the other point, of course, is that uh, um, so I presume you can you lose your license, do you? And you can't go onto L plates. Uh, you can go back onto L plates, away. but you've got to apply for a provisional first. Right, so you've got to pay for that. Yeah. Right, you get you get your fine from the court and everything else, and <laughs> you've really wasted. So they're really being it's almost ageism in a way. But I can see what the the government are actually trying to, trying to get at there. So that's a, a huge danger. We'll talk we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about you know motorway driving, uh, and the fact that so many youngsters and sadly are killed more driving than in any other way in this country that's an absolute fact we're going to be talking about all of those things and we're going to be talking about how you go about getting in getting your test driving better etc sid for instance has just done the advanced driving course uh, failed no no i did a speed awareness course and i was pleased to report that i wasn't sat in a in a room with 50 others doing question and answers which had really been bored with i actually got an advanced driver and had to drive around nottingham find out more about that we'll find out more about that and how he eventually did do because i think you got some criticism well don't don't go into the criticism now but you did get a bit didn't you well i said to him after 20 minutes and we pulled over and i said that is as good as it gets he's going to tell you what the instructor said a little bit later on and it wasn't as good as it gets you're listening to mansfield 103.2 points to you points to you better driving things to worry about if you're going to go and take a test things to worry about after you've passed the test particularly if you're a young person or in a moment you're listening to Mansfield 103.2. Sid Pepper, Peter Jones, Mark Jones. You're not related, are you, by the way, Mark? Mark Jones, the driving instructor. Bound to be, yeah, bound to be. Somewhere along the line. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be a sheep involved. <laughs> 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 Jones doesn't, uh, doesn't match Smith for the most names. But anyhow, we'll, we'll leave that uh, for, for the moment. We're talking about driving, taking to the wheel, taking to the wheel when you're wanting to, to learn to drive, etc. Uh, I was earwigging on a conversation between Peter Jones and Sidney Pepper just a moment ago. I want to share it with the listeners. Anything that embarrasses Sidney a little bit. Sidney, you passed your test. Uh, and, and what you got, you got, nowadays they tell me, uh, I'm looking one, for one for a member of my family, Look at something like a Vauxhall Corsa, uh, something like that, bottom of the range, etc. What did you get? Oh, not immediately, no, but I mean, I was driven. By the age of 19. By the age of 19, yes, I had a Lamborghini, yes. And you got stopped by the, the boys well, I, was, in I was driving down to London on the M1. It's a different experience back in the 70s. I mean, it's nothing like it is now. You were driving a Lamborghini down the M1. Yes, what and, and I, I was speeding, and um, I, I pulled over, and we had a nice chat, the officer and I. I said, well, you try and keep it at 70. So I got out, he got in, brought it back 10 minutes later. He says, yeah, I see what you mean. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... But, I mean, you're talking about a different time. We're talking about road conditions were perfect. There was nobody else on the road. Um, and it was just more fun than what it is, and it's just got worse and worse and worse. Because you've got now cars... Ordinary cars can outperform what I was doing in them days. Just ordinary cars that anybody can buy. So, you know, it is careful. You have to have speed awareness. There's no question about that. But with the amount of traffic on a road, you don't have much choice, do you? You did leave us at the moment just before the break in saying that uh, it, it was as good as it got when you went out with the, the advanced driving instructor, etc. But he had a couple of criticisms. Explain. Well, I come back to my point. I've always enjoyed driving and it's an important subject and uh, you must practice wherever you can and just feel confident in what you're doing. Anyway, so I drove around and we pulled over and and the instructor said, well, what do you think to that? And I said, well, that was as good as it got. And I thought I'd done really, really well. And he said, well, I can tell you, you'd have failed a test, which I was astounded by that, to be fair. And he failed me two things. The main was that I flashed, not myself, but my lights to let a car in. what? 
and uh, and that's a complete no-no apparently now for somebody my age that makes no sense at all how do you communicate with somebody if you're waiting to come we can talk about this with mark later on the point being is i was doing perfectly the right thing but no it's a no-no and the other thing tnt tarmac and tires when you're in slow moving traffic uh, and you could come up to traffic lights it's this city driving don't be as close to the car in front as I was. I certainly wasn't right up the bump because I've never believed in that. But I needed to see more tyre and tarmac. And that stood with me since. Because the advanced drivers think, because I did do it a long, long time ago, uh, it, it's, it does give you that extra edge of perception. Now, let's go back to Mark Jones now, our driving instructor, uh, who's the owner of Let's Drive Pro. Was Sydney a naughty flasher? Well, yes and no. I, I mean, you asked me earlier about some questions for these gentlemen. and uh, one What's of the, coming? Is that, that what, coming later? That, one uh, of them that came to mind initially is in what situation are you allowed to flash your headlights? And it is simply just to warn others of your presence. Yeah. It's not to say, it, you know, we'll let you through. However, the worst thing is, on a driving test, if somebody flashes you, you have to interpret what they're doing. Right, let's be going to Peter Jones, former police officer, very high-level police officer. People flash when they know there's a radar trap situation round the corner. Is that bad? Yeah, of course it is, uh, because it's actually, uh, in some in some sense, it's actually slowing people down, which, which, which is, is good, which, which is what you want to do. But of course, it, it, it's only working at that time. It's not actually getting the message through to say this is a thirty mile an hour limit, uh, and you should only be doing thirty mile an hour. But in relation to the flashing, it's it's different on the continent. On on the continent, when they flash, they say I'm coming through. So I think that's that's the reason that, that they've they've said it's not appropriate because here it's uh, I'm allowing you to come through and. In Italy and France and Spain and that, it actually means, no, I'm coming through, so watch out. So it's a good idea to scrap that. I've heard Brexit blame for a lot of things, <laughs> 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 but, but not actually for driving. Back to Mark Jones, his other subject of uh, TNT. Tires and tarmac. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, it's, I, I very often have this discussion with learners, and I there are several reasons that you could put it down to. For example, if you're that close to somebody um, that you can't see the tyres... If they break down in front of you, are you getting past them without having to reverse? Um, and another way to look at it is access for people crossing the road. If you've got somebody with one of these double or triple buggies, can they get through? Or wider wheelchairs that we've got nowadays, things like that. Or, quite simply, if somebody hits you from behind, where are you going to stop? Yeah, you're in the sandwich, aren't you? Yeah. It's good thinking. There's nothing wrong with advanced driver training. As far as I'm concerned, it's stuck with me since. Now, so, let's come back to that pathway through for the for the new driver. So he, he gets through, takes less than the five times that our producer Craig Reese took to, to get through the written section of it. Um, and then, then comes the actual test. So uh, Sid talked about four days after he was 17. Let's say somebody gets a provisional licence at 17. What's the earliest one of your students has actually been able to say to you, I don't need you anymore, I've passed my test? Um, eight weeks. So is that about par? No, that's quick. One? That's an early one. Yeah. It, it's it's down to the individual, how quickly they learn, how quickly they get used to the controls, how quickly they deal with the situations that they're in. Sid talked about something we called seat time in, in my days when I was fortunately involved in different types of motor racing. The more time you spend in the actual seat, the better you get. Now, very costly to spend all the time in the seat with your, your good self, I'm sure. Some people who are lucky enough to get in dad or mum's car, does that undo the good work you do, or is that quite quite useful to get more miles? It depends how well the parents work with you. Um, if you're lucky enough to have parents that will talk to you and ring you up and um, message you about things, then it's great. It really is beneficial. Oh, so mum can do it in my case. <laughs> um, but it's a case of um, sometimes it does. Oh, yeah, it can put a strain on, on the on the family as well. It's not a good thing. My mum jumped out of the car when my dad was trying to teach her. <laughs> and the car was still moving. No, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you use a professional at all times. There's no question about that. I was talking to my brother who lives in America uh, only last week about this, and he was telling me in some parts of the USA, it's a new driver needs to do six hours of driver training theory. So that's six hours of classroom work, fifty hours of practice. 
uh, behind the wheel at least 50 hours and that they've got to have held a driver's license uh, for at least six months. I mean, when you think what the roads are like over there, that seems a little bit extreme, doesn't it? Don't they do it earlier? Can't they have a car at 15? In some states, yes. yes. Yeah, different states, different ideas. Mm. What, what about a bit this business now that motorway driving has that come in any way either to driving training i'm sure it can anyone can be trained to drive that way once they've got a license what about learners on motorways because there you are here's your license you passed your test craigie priest got through uh, straight onto the m6 or the m1 or whatever he's traveling traveling probably as fast as he's ever traveled in his life and lots of other people don't know he was a week or two ago he was wondering whether he was going to pass his test what, what about that? What's your view on it? Um, I, I personally think that there should be driver training on the motorway, and I think it's absolutely fantastic that the government's gone towards this um, stage, and obviously I think it's 4th of June that it starts. Um, Does that mean we're going to see L plates on the motorway? L plates on the motorway, but it's got to be, and there are guidelines, it's got to be with a professional, so it's not mum or dad taking you on, and it's got to be in a dual-controlled car as so well. So the police can stop you. Who, who are you with? Uh, this is my dad. He's not a professional. You're in trouble. Unless he is a professional. Unless he is a professional yeah. driver. Yeah, OK. No, it's a dual-control. That's, that will give it away. That's even a You have to have a dual control car. You have to have a dual control car, but it doesn't yeah. have to be sign written like our cars are in the company that we've got. It's just got to have L plates front and rear. You can leave the box on the roof mm. if you so wish. I mean, mine's tested up to, I think, about 120 mile an hour. My box will stay on the roof yeah. of the car. But when you say, say I'm the one who's learning to drive and you're taking me on the motorway, you can go all three lanes? Yes. Overtake the whole, yes. the whole bit. That's the whole point. It's trying to get people safe to do it. All they're ask- There is a, an actual scheme of work uh, that's been put out there to try and tell you. But it is supposed to be competent people. It's I, not taking in some... Are you going to have to go an extra test or extra learning yourselves to be able to do this? No. So you, anyone who's a driving instructor who's passed the... A full qualified driving instructor, so they've passed all three parts of their tests. Deal with me what a full qualified driving instructor is. How do you get to that? Right, so you have to do a theory test and has a perception, but it's double the questions, so we have 100 questions. Um, Slightly stricter boundaries on the marks. Lots of different areas, so you've got four main areas, and you have to have over 80% in each of the areas and over 85% overall. So no one can just set themselves up. I've passed my driving licence. I've had a lot of driving like these two have. They can't just go and be an instructor. No. How, do, they, do they have to go on a course before they take the test? There are lots of courses out there. there. You can actually put yourself through it, if you so wish, but there are lots of courses that cost quite considerable money. Yeah, OK. Well, I don't know how these two would get on um, with, 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 with the subject of, uh, uh, of doing the, the, the theory test. We did say a little bit uh, earlier on um, that we will be talking about that. We're also going to be talking a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to test them. Uh, about sat-navs. Now, uh, all of us that have got sat-navs in our car at various times, we can find difficult. I can find difficulties with a sat-nav sometimes. And once or twice I've thought to myself, maybe I'm paying too much attention to the sat-nav and not to this guy lurking just on the right-hand side of the roundabout that I'm coming up to. But learners are going to have to cope with sat-navs. We're going to hear more about that, but that will be after these. You're listening to Mansfield 103.2, and we're talking about taking to the wheel. Uh, we've discussed so far in the programme about the uh, the test before you actually get into the car to do the driving test, the uh, the test where you sit down and take face an examination in two parts, etc. We can't put both parts of it that together today. So gather close to your sets, and we'll find out about the aspirations in driving skill of our two heroes in the studio, Sydney Pepper and uh, Peter Jones. Peter Jones. Uh, is a little worried about this because as an ex-police officer that uh, has done all sorts of things, a senior police officer, one would hope that his driving skills and his knowledge of the, of things like that would be very, very good. Yeah, as a detective. As you weren't traffic, were you? Yeah, I was so a detective. It's nothing to do with you that. Weren't always, you weren't always a detective and stop supporting each other. It's not on. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to hate each other when we have these compositions. Not if you ask me, can I drive your car? Uh, no, no. Um, uh, and, of course, Sid, uh, who would quickly decry it, uh, it's done all sorts of motoring, including rally driving, haven't you? you yeah, be- no, no. I, I had a thoroughly good time in the 70s and really enjoyed my motoring and uh, rallying, rally crossing, uh, and latterly grass tracking, which was absolutely fantastic. Cheap motorsport, 
uh, great camaraderie, great fun. Uh, but you'd always lose to somebody who was actually fearless. <laughs> well, OK, fine. Well, he, he, I don't know whether he's trying to say that Peter Jones is fearless, but there we go. We're going to have to toss up now. And we, we have got, we, of course, we've got experts here. We've got um, uh, experts on doing the theory test, experts at, uh, on doing the actual teaching. Uh, and uh, let's go with the experts on the theory test, first of all, because he took it more often than anyone else in captivity. Our uh, producer is going to toss up. Craig Priest, are you ready for the toss? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go. I, I want the money back afterwards. I've never seen this <laughs> yeah, much yeah, money. Yeah. All that said, call heads or tails. Heads. Heads. It's called heads. And I can tell you, it's tails. Uh, so, so if you want to start, yeah, give me the money back. Yeah, <laughs> that going in a parking meter. Do you want to start, or do you want him to have to go first? I'll start. I'll start. Are you ready, oh. Mark? I am. Well, this is going to be five questions each, so we'll, we'll, we'll start off and then we'll go from one to the other, shall we? <laughs> okay. We're not doing written answers, are we? Because it's radio. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually doing it on air. Yes? I can't read your writing, so I wouldn't be able to mark it. Mark Jones is marking. Marky, marky. Marky, mark. <laughs> right, here we go. Let's get going. First question, Mark Jones. On a motorway, where would you find green studs? Uh, just before you, you get to the exit on one of the slip roads. Okay, Correct, right. yeah. yeah. Okay, one for... But, I wonder, how, did you know, no, no, so you don't have to say whether you knew that or not. Uh, I don't think he did because normally he's not got, pop master. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know the answer to that. I know. Uh, right. So one nil, but the chance to equalise now goes uh, to Sydney Pepper. And the question here is Mark Jones. On a motorway, where would you find amber studs? Got a clue. Neil, where would we find Amber Suggs? <laughs> On the very right-hand side of the uh, lanes. Uh, what do they mean? It's, it's to tell you it's the right-hand side of the motorway. It's just to tell you that you're... Yeah. That's clever, isn't it? You'd <laughs> think somebody would put different colours down for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, But yeah. they are. They've got Amber. You didn't know what it was. 1-0 no. to Peter Jones. <laughs> Peter with a chance to go 2-0 up now. OK, at a railway level crossing, the red lights continue to flash after the train has gone by. What should you do? Stay. Wait until... Uh, the gates have gone up and the lights have changed. Mm, that's fine by me. Oh, come on, I don't get easy ones. <laughs> that's, that's a fairly <laughs> obvious one. Stay there, stay there. Um, the double red, is that the likelihood that it's, it's not gone up? It may just be a delay, but it could also be another train coming. Is that right? Exactly. Is there, is there figures on the number of cars hit by trains over I'm sure there is. Yeah, and um, I'm sure there Every is. so often it highlights somebody killed on a train line. Yeah. Cars, not too often, one would hope. Anyway, double red, don't move. Stay, stay where you stay are. Stay where you are. So it's um, two one up and uh, two, two nil up. Two nil up. Yeah. Uh, my question would have been more difficult. It, what, what, <laughs> there's a whole world out there. We're hoping that they, that you nil Sydney. Um, <laughs> not not him, nil him. Um, <laughs> some of those are hoping that as well. Uh, no, <laughs> where we go with it, with, with Sydney to get on the on the scoreboard. He's not troubled the score yet. <laughs> Um, okay, um, yeah, um, on a double white line in the middle of the road, mm. when can you cross it? We can't cross a continuous white line. You can cross it when it becomes a, a staggered line on the inside. That means you can, you can cross over. Okay, no. What happens if there's a vehicle parked in the, in, on your side of the road? You've got, you may have to go across it. Can you do that? Yes. Well, that, that car is illegally parked, and I'd yeah, like to yeah, report. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> so he's wrong. His answer was right. I feel, a, I've got to say, I feel a, just, a, it's only a tiny bit, of sympathy, very small bit, for, for, for Sid there. It was a trick a, question, it's again. A, it isn't a trick question. No, it I knew is. that. No, it's, you didn't. And you also that. got, if, it, if you can overtake, if it's a road-working vehicle doing less than eight miles an hour, so it's got How the yellow flashing beacon. How do you decide whether it's going less than eight miles an hour? Good point, following it. So who's at fault then? The driver coming the other way, all right? There's a car park there. He's at fault for being wherever he is. He might just have broken down. That's not a fault. It's his fault. So out he pulls, either of these two, bang. Cars coming the other way. Well, the car that pulls out would be at fault. There's yeah, no question so the, about that. So, but you, going back to what Sid was saying about hazard perception being really good, as part of your hazard, you should be looking up the road to make sure that it is clear for you to go past. Yeah, well, what about the. It is, I, I, I'm going to stop on this one very quickly. There you are, I'm just thinking as a driver. First car pulls up, second car pulls up, we've got a train of cars now all sitting behind this one. I mean, <laughs> The one at the front can't get his nose out enough to actually get out. What do you do then? Well, that goes back to tyres and tarmac. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everything. It's the Bible. <laughs> tyres and tarmac. 
It doesn't get you a point, so you're losing, <laughs> you're losing by two to nil. Back to three to nil. Three to nil. Let's be wrong. No, no it, it, it's two to nil. Two to nil, and Sydney's wrong. Uh, Again, <laughs> it's getting confused because it was a helpful question to get wrong. Now let's let's come back to Mark. Oh yeah. Question three for Peter, leading by two to nil. Where would you see a contraflow bus and cycle lane? Uh, approaching. He was a policeman. Uh, just city explain centre. what it means. <laughs> Well, they're, they're actually looking for it on a one-way street. Oh, you right, may see yeah. a contraflow bus and cycling. There are questions that you what do. Is, what does it actually mean, a contraflow? Cars going both is, ways? Well, the car's going one way, and then the the bus and cycle lane would actually be coming the opposite way. Do bus and cycles go together? Um, according to uh, a lot of cycle lanes, yes, they do, and you get taxis that are allowed in them, and lots of people make mistakes with operating hours of... Um, Bus lanes. Bus lanes as well. You got that question wrong. He Move got it on. wrong. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's still 2 0. That was the third question. Sid's chance again to bother the scorer. What is the minimum legal tread depth of the tyre? Millimetre. No. <laughs> Millimetre on a motorbike. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Oh, In that case, we'll no, accept no, that no, one. No, no. So the car te- what, is, what is the minimum? 1.6 millimetres, and they actually go further and saying across the central three quarters all the way around the tyre. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed when I've ever taken my tyres in, they, they, they'll take it at a certain place, but they'll also look at other edges and things like that now. Yeah, they're looking for. It's got to be right there. the way across. It's got to. That's the minimum anywhere on the tyre. It's central three quarters, so the edges don't actually count. So the very edge, if you very often see that you'll, you'll get wear because of tracking, as long as it's central three quarters and all the way around the full circumference. So it's still two nil. That two and a half. <laughs> no, no. Was, I, I'm uh, going to give it him because he did say motorbikes. Oh, right, so okay. It just <laughs> makes it interesting towards the end. So. Yeah, well, all right, fair enough. Um, this is the fourth question. Be very hard for him to come back, but at least it keeps it, it keeps it in. What's the what's the next one, Mark? Okay, what distance should you put a red warning triangle behind a broken down vehicle? In this country, it's got to be uh, thirty yards. Forty-five meters. What's yeah. that? In? Anyone know? Uh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> that's, that's further. It is further. Yeah. Forty-five. Yeah, it's it's, so you're wrong. It's further, so, yeah. so wrong. So yeah. shocking driving. That, <laughs> that, that, that was his fourth question. That was his fourth question. It's uh, two and a half. Sid's chance to get in spitting distance. Well, I don't know what spitting distance is, but uh, get, <laughs> get fairly close to the next one. Okay, turning the steering wheel while the car is stationary can cause damage to which part of your car? <sighs> steering rack. It would do, but. Let's think about what you're talking about, majority of people that aren't ready for the road and probably don't know as much about cars as you do. Yeah. What's the most obvious? Tires. There you go. Because it's rubbing off the... Yeah. yeah you, should the... Never, you should never move your wheel until you're actually moving. It can't, it can't be two and a half. It, so it's, that's two... Two. Are you going to give him the mark for that one? Then? I would give him the mark because so, I would say steering rack that, as well, so that personally. Means three, that means two to one and a half. <laughs> No, right. we're not doing no. halves. It's two-two. We don't do halves. It's he two-two. said motors. They shouldn't have got that one. Peter Jones. I, mean, I, I, I always support the ex-police people. They need. The yeah, support. quite right. Yeah. Right. So it's the last. This all hangs on the final two questions. Are you nervous, Steve? Absolutely. It's yeah. like taking me test. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been, you'd already failed. Nowhere near the right percentage. Uh, I'm not sure both of you are. So this is your chance to get. 40 percent, either 60% or only 40%. Yeah, yeah quite. So it's a failure both ways around. Even at what's the percentage you've got to get to to pass the test? It's 43 out of 50. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be 86%. You've already failed, even if you get this right. <laughs> so, are you ready, Peter? I'm ready. Okay. A cover note is a document issued before you receive your what? Uh, insurance cover. Exactly. Another easy one. It is, but this is, a, this is a big bone of contention for a lot of us. How many people of the younger generation of drivers now know what a cover note is? Because you insure your car, you instantly get your insurance certificate by email. P- 
people with no true a cover note is a bit old fashioned. It is and, old fashioned. And, and yeah, if they still reviewed on... that three point turning and reversing, they really should re- really look at that because nobody has a cover note anymore. It's on your phone. But Pete scores up to yeah, no, but he's had and now a, and now easier and, and wait a minute. And even with that cover note there. A lot of youngsters obviously go with their parents' insurance, don't they? So they actually don't get insured in their own right. Um, yeah, they, they seem to have been clamping down on that a great Ooh, deal. There's some the heavy moment. laws coming in on there that is. one now because if you're not the main, main driver, driver. Mm. the boy's the main driver, that can be seen as illegal. Your insurance yeah. can be illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Insurance may not pay up, and worse still, the boys in blue do you for not being insured. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's so, very different. Be yeah. careful, that's a wholly different subject with them. Mm. But, but at the moment, let's, let's have a look where we are. Three to two. Uh, Your chance to draw the competition. Okay, Your what is a statutory... be seen as the world's loser. On, on this. <laughs> Go on. What is a statutory off-road n- notification or sawn? What is it? What's a sawn? Uh, it's when you've uh, not touched your vehicle. Uh, it sounds like a halfy, halfy. That's half there. Give him a little bit longer. Give him a nudge. Ask me the question again. So, what is a statutory off-road no notification? Sawn, yeah. So, what is a sawn? How do you get a sawn? What do you do to get a sawn? Uh, not tax your vehicle. Uh, there's a bit more to it, Sydney, and I thought you would have known. Not this have an one. MOT. No, uh, no, no. I thought be, you were all... be, be, be from an Eastern European country. <laughs> I want you to no, no. I want you to draw this, Sydney. You've you you got to a be car clear. outside. Shut up, Peter, for a minute. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and, no, no, win this. No, no, no. It's very competitive, no, no, isn't it? No, no, no. You've got a car outside, Sydney, that people would have seen around the place. And on the back of it, it's got some initials S Y D. Now, uh, uh, does that give you a hint? No. Right, let's suppose. Oh, this, this guy, I'll let him win. The truth of the matter is, I'm there, aren't I? With the th- you yeah, know you've there. got to to get a saw, and you've got to actually contact the DVLA to actually tell them that you're taking the road off. I know what you're saying by not having and road you're keeping tax, the number plate, yeah. but you've got to let them know that you're taking no, the road off. I absolutely perfectly correct myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just my new do, do that when they're keeping a number plate. Off the car they've got, and then they put on another, put it on another another car later on. Is that correct? Um, yeah, well, that's nothing to do with sawn. Sawn, that's sawn, sawn do is with just retention. to say that you're taking it off yeah. the road. Yeah. Right. So, so you're wrong. So that you're you not should... taxing it. Yeah. So it, it's it's about it's tax. Part, it is sorry. about tax. I'm yeah, sorry. Give the, it's give about the road tax. If you don't tax it, and of course <laughs> I miss those discs that we knew as little reminders to ourselves. I think that was the biggest mistake that they ever made, taking away that visual thing, particularly for the police. In, yeah, they're relying on cameras now, PNR, I know. But what was wrong with having that visibly in the windscreen? Totally wrong. <laughs> right, OK. I so tell my you, answer was right. The only reason I so know So who's won? Can we have that, <laughs> Craig, please? Uh, who's won? Uh, well, Sid only got half measures, didn't he? So, uh, and as a former policeman, we can't have you not winning, because otherwise <laughs> you might end up suing us. So purely on that basis, and he's still got friends in high places... Peter James is the winner. Ah, oh, okay. Well, quick ripple of applause. Uh, <laughs> Sydney doesn't agree. He's going to. He's got. He's going to appeal that. Well, you're listening to 103.2 points of view. A bit of fun there, but the actual driving itself is can be fun. To talk so much about how, how much fun he had as a kid, being in motor clubs, doing auto tests, and all that sort of thing. But it can also be anything but fun. And in the last week, it certainly wasn't very much fun, was it? Ice, cars slipping, four-wheel drive is king, maybe, but even then you could have problems. We're going to be talking to Mark Cole. More about how, never mind the learner, how any of us are prepared for situations like that and things that we definitely shouldn't do. That's after these. I've been texting to say that uh, I should make a point that although uh, the, the winner uh, on Mansfield 103.2 points for you on uh, uh, taking to the wheel was in fact the Honourable Peter Jones, ex-Detective Chief Inspector, and the, the very narrow loser, but second place is the first place loser, uh, was former rally ace, etc., Lamborghini driver who once lent his car to the police and didn't get done. I think that might have been a bribe. And uh, a bad loser as well. And a man who clearly wanted to win, Sidney <laughs> uh, uh, Pepper. Uh, but we want to go on to the, the subject, Mark. I mean, you, you must have... You, you, you must see when somebody goes out and they, they, they pass their driving test. That's the one thing 
but now they're going to go out onto the road, be it the motorways, which is which they can do straight away. They can drive straight onto a motorway, and things can go seriously wrong, not only for them but for other people. But driving in without too much experience in weather like the last week, you must have thought perhaps some of your charges from earlier could have problems. Um, it's not thinking they've had problems. It's knowing that at least a couple over the last few years have had major problems, especially with... Uh, showing off and uh, putting cars where they perhaps don't belong like on top of grit bins or you know you, there's there's nothing we can do we can only try and instill the best into people and how they should drive and then they go out there and unfortunately they leave the brains at home oh i'm going to drive as fast as i can in the snow it's going to be good fun and it's quite surprising 25% of the deaths in England, Scotland and Wales are people aged between 15 and 19 are due to road conditions, road, road, road collisions, etc. As a dad, and my daughter drives, my son is going to learn to drive, um, I'm really worried, and I can see how a lot of parents, is Billy home, is Jane home yet at night, they, and they've got their driving test. They've, they've passed their driving test. They're out with their first cars. Can be seriously worried about it. And there's a lot of things like peer group crash come into this as well. Cars that are too fast when they when they first learn to drive. Exactly. I mean, I I have to um, agree with some of the comments that Sid made earlier. Auto tests and various bits and pieces. Um, when I was growing up, we wanted to learn to drive the cars properly. Um, I wanted to know that I could get my car through any snow that I wanted. Um, I had the chance I've lived in Canada and driven in much worse conditions than is over here. But today, I mean, I'm the same. I've got I've got kids. I've got one learning to drive at the moment, and I worry about is she capable of driving in the weather conditions. I didn't take my students out last week. Two trains of thought. You know, should you take them out? Yes. But what about my insurance? Somebody runs into me that I'm not controlling, my insurance is still going to go up. It can go wrong very easily without it being a fault of anybody, exactly. can't it? So, you know, you've got to take, you've got to heed the advice of the police and, you know, other, pe other specialists. If it isn't safe, why are you out there? Now, Sid, you're a four-wheel drive man, aren't you? Yeah. And that makes it a lot easier. Only if you've got right tyres. Yeah. It's, it's more tyres about tyres than four-wheel drive and... Uh, Mine aren't fitted with what I'd call snow tyres because it's also interesting. You know, it's illegal, I think, in France and Italy to, after a certain point in December, not have snow tyres on. Now, don't forget, we don't get that much snow in this country anymore. So we haven't got this thing, situation where we're being forced to have a tyre capable of dealing with it called snow tyres. If you put snow tyres on an ordinary vehicle and you don't get snow, that's not such a good thing either. So, you know, once you get snow for any length of time, which we don't get in this country, then yes, go and get yourself some snow tyres. That will make the difference. But no, four-wheel driving itself doesn't stop you sliding off the road. And following that, if you don't notify your insurance that you've actually put snow tyres on a vehicle, you can be uh, in bother with that as well. So if you just go down to the tyre dealer today, knowing there's going to be bad weather next week, and you say, get me a set of, uh, of snow tyres on. Yep. Yeah. I, and I go out and drive and say, I do have a bang, somebody runs into me. I could have a problem with my insurance. You may have a problem because they're not the standard tyres that came with that vehicle. So, hang on, if, I, if they're not the standard tyres that came with that vehicle, if it's another make of tyres. It's not just the make, it's the fact that it's a different style of tyre. So, so it would have to go to being a different type of tyre. Yes. Yeah. Well, now let's get on to the subject of the actual driving, whether they're young, whether they've just started, inexperienced or whatever, or whether they're like us in this studio, apart from, from, from Craig here, who's not been driving very long. If you had a top three tips when the snow's down, what would they be? Would the first one be don't go? Um, if you can avoid it. If you can avoid it, definitely. Why would you go out? You know, let, let's be honest. The safest place is to leave. If you've not got the experience, leave the car at home. Whether you, how you haven't if you don't have to go. Yeah, don't go. Don't make an unnecessary journey. journey. Um, second tip for me, and this goes back from when I was young and um, my dad was a truck driver and he taught me a lot of things. Um, moving away in second gear, using the highest gear that you possibly can to keep the... Uh, the revs down and less chance of spinning the wheels things like that are really good 
And then the, the other thing for me is maintain a decent distance. The amount of times last week that I was out taking my wife to work, for example, and people were coming right up behind me. Trying to push you along. Pushing me along. And I'm doing, you know, reasonable speeds, not being slow, and people get right up behind you. And, of course, the other main one is never break and mm. uh, coming into a corner, on the corner. Never, never. Even if you're going too fast, you're better off not braking. Yeah, well, but no, we've had some difficult weather, and it does test people, does. and you have to go through that. And I take your point about, you know, I was somebody's son at one stage going out at 17. They must have been concerned. But you can't be, you can't let that overwhelm you. It's the key. And when Craig passed his test, I was so pleased for him because it brings in, it just widens your horizons. It just makes you be able to have freedom to move. But in moving, it does have its risks. Now, we were also pleased when Craig actually passed his test because he, he could then go out and get the sandwiches at lunchtime. <laughs> no, coming back to that as well, I, I, I was taught something, uh, and it wasn't during an advanced driving course. It was when I was coming down. Uh, I live on an estate. It, it runs down to the main road. Uh, and I, I, I put my brakes on, and I, I am sliding. And I, fortunately, it did stop before it got onto the road, and there was cars coming across. Uh, and I think it was Peter I was talking to afterwards, and because he drives big, chucky-type things as well. And he said to me that you, when you start to brake and you're sliding, take the foot off the brake and then pedal the brake. Hmm. Now, what, what does that mean exactly? Basically, it's the old, the old version of uh, ABS. Yeah, which is means anti-lock braking system. That's good. So, with modern cars, when you hit the brake and you start to skid, you can feel the foot brake vibrating, mm -hmm. and it's where the computer's actually releasing the brakes and putting the brakes back on. When when I learned to drive, there was very little, and uh, Sid will probably agree from his racing and rallying that when you lock the car up, you just release the brake and then and apply try the brake again. Back on again. Yeah, and you just gently, you know. It's all about being gentle. Because anyway, otherwise, you've turned it into a ski, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And once it's sliding, you've got no control of the direction. It will just continue in a straight line. I think one of the big dangers of accidents are when people are coming in from the side roads, and the side road is far more slippy, and therefore it doesn't stop easy. Out you come, and the car that's coming on the main road has got... And people use the tracks that are already there, and when you think about it, that snow has been compacted, melted a little bit, and it'll start to refreeze. So when you come up, sometimes it's easier to use where there's a little bit of snow. Now, people, it's, it's motor racing for a moment, I know it's got no comparison, but the number of Finns and people like that who do extremely well in both rallying anyone from the sort of Nordic countries are rallying and, 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 and in Formula One as well, they drive in appalling conditions. Appalling conditions come here only occasionally. So it's those appalling conditions that catch us out aren't they? there is but there's lots and lots of ways now that you can get involved there's skid pan training and things that are available and it should be done yeah. i'm sorry that if you're going to be if you're looking at safety you've got to continue to develop um driver education and not just for the people passing the test continued development of people if we want to see a big difference that's where it's going to be that's what they need to do and i don't see a problem with that there are no. plenty of sites that provide it because the first time you drive and you start to slide you do not know what to do your natural reaction is to break it's to break and, and you mustn't break you must turn into it and you just learn that by doing it and it ought to be part of the test and making it better uh, but I think there needs to be a bit more practical help. And certainly the move now to, to learn how to behave yourself on a motorway is critical because mm. coming into a busy junction, I mean, it's frightening mm. and can be frightening for people who are experienced. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, well well said. Another point, they, they have these P plates. Is that right? They come after the L plates that people can use? You can have P plates, yeah. Good idea, bad idea? Um, as a personal preference, I think it's a bad idea. Why? Because I think it makes people a target. Uh, oh, you, you've, you've got no, you know, you're just just passed your test. You're no better than a learner. Well, I disagree with that. If they've passed the test, they've, they've earned that right to drive, and people should treat them with respect. And I think that, that boils down to the biggest thing, that on the roads there is such a lack of respect for other road users. I mean, there's been a huge thing about giving cyclists enough room. We've never done that, um, not for years. And it's, you know, people don't. So it's, people get really... Motorcyclists, are they given enough room either? Well, I'd, I'd say definitely not. Mm -hmm. um, when Filtering is completely legal on a motorbike. And the amount of people that will close the lanes down to stop a motorbike filtering, why? 
nine times out of ten they're out there getting wet and cold why don't you let them through now finally because the program needs to, it needs to end sadly now we have in the studio two complete failures as, uh, as far as the uh, as far as the written written type test as far as, as life is gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how should they uh, uh, address these moments of, uh, of of sadness for the both of them uh, the fact that they work would think a, a re-gloss at the highway code might not be I, I think it's um I think it's really important to keep up to date because it does change. Um, the amount of stuff that's got trams in now, in the highway code, that wasn't there, you know, 10 years ago and so on. So I think, realistically, when you're honest, when was the last time you looked picked up a copy of the highway code? If you, I mean, if you're suffering from insomnia, it's a wonderful read. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, you, that, that's a good point. I mean, come about talking about trams, what they were about when Tony took his test. But you're quite <laughs> right. Um, they, they are, and I'm not sure, particularly in Nottingham, Sheffield mm. in particular, how you actually go about this. And of course, they can't stop as easy as you. So that's a good point. I, I will go and buy myself a, a tram. <laughs> <laughs> a tram, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me say thank you to, to, to Mark Jones, our, our driving instructor, quiz coordinator, uh, for being in the studio. Uh, it's been very, very interesting. Um, Peter, I, I asked a couple of people before we went into the test situation just how many people would actually repass the, the, the first test, the, 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 the written test, if you like. The, how many people of us that have been driving 10, 15, 20 years or longer would pass it? How many people do you think, Mark, that would actually pass it? We know it probably just failed it here, but how many? Well... <laughs> I don't think it'd be that many that would do it because... Well, even try it. Um, when you actually look at it, there's less than 50% of the people pass it first time anyway. And the government are obviously trying to work on that. And that's, you know, one of the reasons that, as a company, we're doing theory test training. Yeah. Um, because nobody else does. i got to be honest with you. Uh, I was listening to the questions there and marking myself up. I even only got nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I got two. <laughs> no, seriously speaking... Drive carefully. Um, if, if you're just starting driving, remember, keep that mobile phone off. It could cost you so much. And getting six points anyway. And if some clown near you, maybe a youngster or older person, says, I can go faster than you, you might be faster into a hospital or even worse. To Mark, to, to Peter Jones, uh, to, to, to Sydney Pepper, uh, to our expert in the studio at failing the test, but uh, our... Brilliant young producer, Craig Priest, from me, Tony Delahunty. Please drive carefully. God bless you all. Bye bye.